You're listening to an Englishman in the Balkans. Welcome to an Englishman in the Balkans podcast with me, David Pecinovic Bailey. In this podcast, you'll get a unique look at life in Bosnia and Herzegovina through my eyes, the eyes of an immigrant. Each episode, I share my experiences living in this often misunderstood country and introduce you to some of the interesting people I've met along the way. From exploring the rich culture and history to discussing the challenges and joys of immigrating to a new country, this podcast offers a thoughtful and engaging look at life in the Western Balkans. Listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. It's uh, a murky day, a muggy day, really, uh, in Banja Luka. Um, we've had days and days of roasting hot sunshine. Um, well, I'm looking out the window here. Um, the grass resembles a desert, right? It's been so hot. And then we've had rain, and now we have this muggy. Thing. So everybody's walking around feeling quite sticky. But I'm fortunate today, um, after chasing a guy that I've been trying to get in touch with, actually for months, he doesn't know that, um, but I've managed to catch up with him today. His name is Nemanja Knezovic. He's going to tell us uh, exactly what he does. But recently you've heard me talk about culture uh, and the way that in this particular region, and I suppose it's like other places in the world, it's not unique to Banja Luka, that culture and tradition is under threat. And Nemanja works in uh, a very traditional environment, in a cultural environment, uh, and he's got some particular views uh, on those topics concerning Banja Luka uh, and the people, especially in the north of the country, in the Republic of Srpska. So, Nemanja... First things, I could ask you a million questions about yourself and we could spend four hours uh, just chatting that alone. So here we go. Who is Nemanja Knezovic? Well, if I could say it in short, I can say that maybe a keeper of tradition, uh, of tradition of the people from this region, uh, because uh, I'm 32 years old, first of all, but I'm in, in tradition, in, in folklore from my 10th year. Uh, as a small child, I started to dance in Ensemble Veseli Maslesha, uh, which became my second home, uh, beside, of course, the normal home I have. Uh, we like to say that we are one big family uh, with a very positive uh, target in our job, uh, of course, to uh, keep our tradition alive uh, and to show it uh, to domestic people, definitely, who maybe part of them forgot it. And, of course, to the world uh, that maybe hadn't met us in the right way uh, as we would like to be to be met. Uh, so, uh, I'm a keeper of tradition, at least one of the soldiers of, keeper, of keepers. All those years ago, when, when you were five and you started um, dancing with the ensemble here, was it something that every child was expected to do or every child would do? Uh, when you start dancing and when you start meeting tradition, you are not aware of that. The, that was the suggestion of my father, to be honest to say. 
uh, in that period, uh, especially boys are interested in football or basketball. Me personally was interested very much in football. And uh, I have a younger brother, of course. And father came one day and he told us, listen, guys, uh, I, I, I will bring you to one place and you, you will like that. And we we were asking like what what about is that it's a folklore and we all oh, know what folklore that's for the girls that's not for the boys but he said uh, first we go you you see that and then we talk after that uh, from the first moment uh, when I when I entered the the, the uh, space for the for the uh, rehearsals or for the trainings as we say. Uh, I saw the other picture definitely. Uh, I forgot football very, very soon. <laughs> I mean, I play, I play it even now, but only as a as a part of the training. Uh, but folklore became and tradition became my life. Uh, you met uh, some normal people or kids in that period. Uh, you met some new friendships, uh, and the most important thing we met our traditional dances and uh, traditional music and singing uh, which we maybe didn't know enough uh, before we came here through the, all these years uh, from year to year uh, you you uh, how to say you fall in love with your tradition you meet it more and more as you are older and uh, there is something inside you which uh, became uh, present that's it uh, uh, like it's from the nature. Uh, I want to keep this. I want to show this to the world, and I want to keep this for my kids. Not only for the world, of course, but primarily for my kids, because that's our that's our signature, you know. And not only uh, from people that are in this moment in the ensemble, only from the generations and generations who we, uh, uh, that lived that way in the villages <laughs> before the ensemble ensembles existed, of course. Uh, so. Uh, maybe as you become older and older, you are much more in love with your tradition and the job uh, we were we are doing. Actually, we were talking just before we started recording about what it must have been like, maybe two hundred or two hundred and fifty years ago in a village, and to turn around to somebody who was dancing and say, "Hey, do you know that in a couple of hundred years there's only going to be ensembles doing this?" They they would actually, I suppose be quite shocked to see that the, you know that tradition was going to develop in in such a way but the history of folklore uh in the balkans it, it does go back generations really doesn't it yeah uh you said it right uh maybe two three hundred years ago nobody believed that there will be necessary to to make some ensembles to keep uh, something they live every day uh, not only two, three hundred years ago, you, you still have that situation in, in some villages. When you come there, people are still living tradition. We, 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 we like to say that they are living tradition because it's still normal in some villages near our uh, Banja Luka uh, that people met like no special reason. They are, they are just taking a coffee or something and they sing songs, you know. Uh, tradition of dancing is uh, lost a little bit. I mean, in living tradition, uh, but that's why ensembles became so important. Uh, in one period uh, of modern e e era, let's say like that, after after twentieth century, um, uh, somehow new uh, wave of uh, new tradition came on these areas also. And uh, my my opinion, it was like people were 
like they felt maybe ashamed ashamed of of, of their uh, costumes of their uh, uh, songs or of their uh, dancings maybe they thought that's not interested anymore rock and roll came after that <laughs> of course uh, and in that moment uh, ensembles appeared because uh, luckily i say luckily because of uh, nowadays there were some uh, uh, ethnomusicologists people and ethnochoreologists uh, which uh, saw that necessary to keep the ordinary parts of the costumes the parts of the dances i mean steps and to keep uh, the old instruments alive and the old songs and the melodies uh, after that uh, the this type of tradition became very popular especially in former yugoslavia because you had situation uh, in a big companies that were uh, uh, present in that days Uh, the workers were these people from these villages and maybe due, during the work they started some sings uh, songs uh, and and uh, maybe even dances <laughs> after the work and uh, the first ensembles are made as a part of the of the uh, big companies uh, and after th- these years it became more and more uh, uh, how to say uh, uh, some part of professional uh, Uh, doing that and uh, these workers were also the part of the dancing ensembles and the singing groups uh, and uh, after that we had uh, uh, of course some situations when the companies didn't uh, stay alive they fall apart but the ensembles still are alive and and doing what we are doing this to me as a foreigner as, as somebody that is very much an outsider looking in There seems to be so much variation in 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 the in the region. I remember being somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it was now, but there was um, a, a lot of groups dancing um, from all uh, former republics of, of the former uh, Yugoslavia. The difference in costumes was astounding. The difference in dancing uh, was astounding, and I was actually lost for words and. I turned around and asked people, why is this happening? And I now know that it's a dance from Glamoch where there's no uh, music uh, um, at all. So this heritage is very complicated, isn't it? Well, it is. It's very complex. Um, I apologize in advance because my English maybe is not so good. Uh, I haven't used it for, for many years because I don't have often chance, but I will try to explain it as much as uh, possible In a, in a good way uh, it's very there, there, yes there are very different types of not only costumes uh, types of the culture uh, especially in formal Yugoslavia for example our ensemble Veselin Maslesha on, on our repertoire there is uh, different types of dances uh, from the old countries of the, of the Yugoslavia uh, unfortunately after the war happenings in 90s uh, most of our choreographies are orient- the orientation is on the our ca- ca- country of Bosnia and Herzegovina uh, but uh, what is a very important thing that that I always try to explain uh, even to some of uh, my colleagues uh, we have so much let's say treasury treasury in these uh, dances songs costumes in tradition completely uh, 
uh, that it's still not used and showed uh, the right way. Uh, you cannot find in every country so many different costumes. Even this is not only by the region differences. The, 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 there is difference in the same village by one side of the hill and the other side of the hill, even in the song or the step or the costume. Uh, that's something that even uh, professional people from the museums or, or uh, academy are still investigating and uh, try to make at least photos and the recordings uh, of these differences. Uh, I think that... Uh, of course, it's very important that the institution, Republic institutions, uh, stand beside this and say, okay, we have to do it in the right way. Uh, at least while we have still the older people that remembers the differences and uh, maybe make some old costumes and have some old costumes to show or the instruments and, uh, and the things like that. Uh, so... Uh, in our ensemble, we, we are very proud of that. We have uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, costume uh, funds uh, at, at, at the former Yugoslavia. We have, uh, in one moment, we can uh, have uh, 1,000 people in the costumes. Uh, and as we say, about 1,200 costumes, uh, complete costumes we have in our in our. Uh, basement so uh, every year we try to meet some new village even we have met a lot of them but to meet some new village new costume new uh, type of uh, singing or dancing or anything the old people remember to record it uh, to write the the all the things about that and to keep it in our archive of course and to show it on the stage when we when we have concerts you know that there's two major um, ensemblers here in Banja Luka, yours, Mashlesa, and Chayavet. Um And again, as a foreigner, I'm, I'm wa walking here today. Um, I walk past, um, yeah, it used to be a, a nightclub here called Rudi. Yeah. Uh, then I come up to the traffic lights and turn right, and there's the bus, the, the memorial to uh, Maslesha. And I'm suddenly thinking to myself, what have two people's heroes uh, from the anti-fascist war of the, the 1940s, what, what has that got to do with folklore? Um, and I know it's a, a, a silly question, most probably, but here in Banja Luka, you, you've actually named two really traditional activities um, after two pretty exceptional people. Well, uh, first of all, I have to uh, say that there is one more big ensemble. It's uh, older even than Maslesha and Chayavets. It's uh, Pelagic. Uh, they're old nearly 100 years. So they are after the First World War, they, they, they are made also uh, as a part of, of, uh, of a company that time. Uh, but after that, uh, of course, uh, Maslesha and Chayavets are we, uh, we are named, as you said, by the national heroes of the Second World War. Uh, Chayavets has the name because also of the company that was appeared in that time and was making parts for the aeroplanes. Uh, Maslesha actually is named especially because of the reason that uh, our hero Veseli Maslesha is from his born is in Banja Luka. 
and he died in those in that years of the of the war. And uh, as Masrasha is uh, established uh, three years after the ending of the war, uh, some smart people remembered in that time. Okay, it would be normal and very positive thing to do to give the name of the ensemble to uh, of our national hero who was actually born here and 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 spent some life here. Uh, so uh, we never talk about the differences of uh, political or, or uh, other type uh, of differences in uh, through our history. Uh, we won't lose the time to talk about the politics now because I think tradition is more important. Uh, uh, what is the most important thing that Maslesha already became a type of the brand of the of the city and of uh, our country. Uh, as I mentioned, we are in 74th year of the existence, and uh, during that time we made a lot of for our tradition. And we, f- for me, it's maybe more even imp- more important that we uh, make some normal surroundings for the young generations to grow up, because here we are all the same. It's not important if somebody's father is a millionaire or somebody's father is working for I don't know 200 euros salary. Uh, their kids are in the same conditions here. They learn the same things. They keep the same, uh, let's say, value, valuable things from our tradition. And when we travel somewhere, uh, we eat the same food. So uh, we sleep in the same beds. Uh, it's not important how much money his father or mother has. We are, we are one big family here who lives in the same way as the others. Uh, so I think it's very uh, important that we continue with that type of work beside keeping tradition alive to uh, learn the new generations that uh, have to respect our friends or, or, uh, or neighbors, never mind, uh, to help each other. And it, what is more important thing is we are, until we are united, we can achieve very positive and very great things. If we separate, that's not the same anymore. Uh, so un- until I'm here, I will try to do my best with my colleagues to make that uh, in the future, of course. The five-year-old Nemanja, whose father said, I'm going to take you somewhere and you're going to enjoy it, um, he brought you and introduced you to this. The five-year-old Nemanja today, out there in the streets, we'll call him Nemanja, who's out there in the streets um, at the moment. How do the youth today arrive at the door of the Ensemble? Uh, That's one of the topics that I was speaking with our friends from Netherlands that were here, and you saw that, of course. Uh, We have to follow the civilization, let's say or some technical changes and achievements. Of course, uh, it's not the same to show to the youth uh, today what is folklore and how to call them to to be part of us, and 20 years ago. Uh, 20 years ago, the the, uh, the situation was like, okay, you have a chance to go to see the concert, you like it or you don't like it. The other type is, as in my case, your father, knows the man who is working here and he said that's positive for the kids uh, even for the physical uh, active activity uh, bring them two three trainings to see if they accept that 
Okay, let's try on that way. Uh, today, we, uh, we are trying to do it uh, through the social media, uh, through the Facebook or, uh, or, or Instagram or YouTube. And definitely, of course, concerts are always present there. Because uh, we, we started one festival six years ago. When I came here, I was like, okay, we have some regular traditional concerts. Unfortunately, we don't have a big hall for uh, too much audience. Uh, except the summer stage at the castle fortress and then I said okay I will make one summer festival because we can receive at least 1000 people there and there will be grandfathers and grandmothers with their grandchilds or, fa- or uh, parents with their kids uh, the kids will see in the live wow I would like to be that I, w- I would like to be there in 5 years in 10 years I would like to do that as they see the football, football matches and something, I say to my colleagues, okay, we have to make some uh, cooperation with the televisions uh, that folklore and tradition are more present at the screen like sports and something like that. Because I think, of course, I respect sports. I used to play uh, football. uh, But we now have to make the space media space for the tradition and the, for the folklore. Uh, even some uh, uh, universities of the physical education were suggesting to their uh, students like, okay, you should go and uh, dance folklore at least for a few months because of your moves and uh, body, uh, how to say, preparations for the trainings. Uh, folklore is not easy <laughs> if somebody thinks it's easy it's not easy at all uh, you have to dance uh, the concert is more, at least uh, 90 minutes or, or more and uh, what is problem <laughs> let's say problem uh, the costumes are not easy as the equipment for the football you know you, of, very often you have uh, uh, many kilos of the costumes on, on yourself and you have to dance very, very, uh, very hard and tough dances. So uh, I think that uh, we have to follow some uh, modern media possibilities. We cannot stay in uh, 90s or 2000s years of, uh, of uh, marketing, let's say. And one of the plans for the future is uh, to try to make some uh, additional funds for the marketing and to be present at the media and the televisions. So I, I, I think that's one of the ways to show the kids uh, how it looks on the stage. And after that, they will learn how is behind the scenes. <laughs> so there is enough time for that also. I was sat at the back in, uh, in the fortress at the castle when uh, the... Um, last evening of Banyaluk uh, Ethno Days was, mm-hmm. and uh, Afi Dexon from the Netherlands showed her film. Two things that struck me, uh, and I'd like your, your thoughts on that. One was the um, reactions from local Banyaluka people around me who without exception, were saying, I didn't know that, I didn't know that, I didn't know that, I didn't know that. And the fact that Banyaluka actually gave Afi a standing ovation, which is, um, in the rest of Europe, a pretty amazing accolade. We won't talk about the standing ovation. She deserved that. But why is it, do you think, 
that people from Banja Luka or the, the other guests from around were saying, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. There must surely be a gap in education of people and where they've come from. Uh, I often think about that, especially when uh, some type of manifestation, as, as was the Banja Luka Ethno Days, uh, happens. And then I see how much our, our domestic people don't know about its culture. Uh, that's a very negative thing. But to be honest, I still think there are many, many uh, consequences of the uh, communism. Communism made some different shape of keeping tradition, only what they wanted to show. That was the political type of uh, that period. Uh, but also we are of course we are we are guilty because of that when i say we i mean on my uh, citizens and and uh, uh, every citizen of this republic the thing is uh, what i was suggesting to some uh, authorities let's say uh, good very good example is bulgaria uh, they have a, a subject in the schools tradition that is the only way to keep it more alive and not to forget tradition, besides doing a folklore. Uh, they respect their tradition. They have a regular uh, class at the school, uh, what is only about the tradition. Uh, unfortunately, as I said, uh, in this period, I, uh, somehow I feel that even 20 or 30 years after the war, people now are interested to meet more about their tradition. And sometimes, as you said, they say, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, why that happens, I'm not sure. Maybe we accepted. I like to say for our for our country and our people, not only from Bosnia, even from the region, uh, we we accept the foreign influence very easy. And uh, of course, it's okay to accept something. I mean, music or something normal, culture generally. But we forget our culture very easy. Also, that's not good. Uh, I don't say in the name of the ensemble, of course, my job in the ensemble is uh, opposite of that. But as a, as a part of the people that we are talking about, is it's, that's some very awkward situation. I'm not sure why is that. Uh, maybe it's influence of the foreign marketing much stronger than, than our domestic. Um, I respect, also, of, of course, uh, other types of the of the dances, uh, I don't know, hip hop or or Latino dances. That's very positive, and I think Banja Luka concretely needs that types of schools also. <coughs> also, but uh, we may not uh, think about our tradition that it's not at least attractive and interesting because every people came here, and uh, every festival where we went to, uh, we only received uh, received very positive. Uh, uh, reactions of the audience. Uh, you mentioned the dances from from Glamour, for example. Uh, not too much people know that that it is the only the only uh, uh, let's say deaf dance. We have many more uh, deaf dances. If we talk about this, the reason about that is connected with uh, 500 years ago and when the Ottomans were here and the occupation. And for example. Uh, if there is a wedding in the village, they couldn't dance too loud or, or play music or something like that because they will come there and take the bride and that problems. 
from from this period there are some part of of our history and of course the type of the dances are are played on that way uh but uh, i think now we have to use these uh, modern abilities uh first of all to meet our people with our own tradition and after that uh, of course to continue what we have done for many uh, decades to to go through the world and to be the uh, like some type of embassy of our tradition you're talking about festivals um festivals not only to run them but to actually perform at them um takes an incredible amount of effort you don't want to be doing the same thing every time uh and it's only recently uh and i said to my wife tamara who used to dance um who comes up with the ideas and she says hey this is all this is carefully planned this is choreography this is just like fred astaire and ginger rogers back in the days of of hollywood where you actually thought it was all being done off the cuff but they'd rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed those steps how difficult is it for you and your choreographer to keep coming up with new ideas variations on a theme uh you described or your wife described it very well uh, it's a process uh my plan is uh, to make some type of documentary on that topic uh it's very easy to see something on the stage the stage is just uh, the final step of the whole process which uh, uh, regularly is at least for 10 to 12 months preparations for this type of concerts uh how we do it in maslasha is uh, every year at the beginning of the year we have a meeting of the old choreographers of the old groups and me of course and we discuss okay for this year like a calendar of the dances we play this 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 and this choreography because we are very I let's say <laughs> rich with the with the choreographies we have around 60 choreographies on our, of our repertoire of course you cannot play them in the, in the same year but we try to make the plan which will be played and danced in 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 some particular year of course uh uh every dancing group has uh, their rehearsal uh in, during the week twice a week sometimes uh, three times a week and we are uh, of course tr- starting the preparations maybe some choreography hasn't been danced for a few years and dancers a little bit forget it but the choreographer uh, choreographer does very good job uh, he has good preparations definitely i have to say that uh, he prepares himself first uh, we finish our talkings about that and then he goes to the uh, to the room for the dances and they are starting from from step by step step by step and dancing dancing practicing uh for months and months before the concert and then we make scenario for the concert of course we ha- you have to do it at the way that uh, audience doesn't feel uh, bored you know because there are some slower dances there are some uh, faster dances there are some dances without the music and there are some dances with music so uh you have to find the line that this type of the dances without the music has the same reaction to the audience as this with the music so of course you see now put one without the music then one or two with the music and then after uh you you make your steps by by the concert scenario uh concerts are mo- mostly about 19 minutes uh of of length 
Uh, in that period, it's enough to show 10, sometimes more choreographies by the concert. Uh, many practicing is, is necessary to, to do it uh, without the mistakes. Of course, there are always some small mistakes, but nothing so big uh, that can make a lot of trouble to us or doesn't look good on the, on the stage. Uh, so I have to say the biggest part in that uh, work uh, uh, is for the choreographers uh, and for now I'm happy that I have that uh, type of choreographers there for 20 years in, in Maslesha. First of uh, Mr. Goran Pupac is the choreographer uh, of the first team, <laughs> to, to call it like that, but also the other choreographers are doing a great job and uh, uh, we have good uh, team chemistry. Uh, which makes us to, 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 re, uh, to reach this type of results. It wasn't until recently, and I've, I've seen a, I'm, I'm not an expert, but I've seen quite a lot of folklore and, and dancing in, in the few decades I've been here. But it wasn't until recently that I said, wow, this is storytelling. Because every, every time an ensemble comes on the stage, there is a story to it, isn't there? Yes, in, uh, yes, definitely. Uh, there is always some topic of the choreography. What you want to show. What, it, uh, uh, what is the story of the choreography, as you said. Uh, of course, uh, there were weddings, there were other things through our history that were uh, celebrated. Uh, unfortunately, there were some bad things through our history that are... Um, shown in the songs and then you think about it and you say okay I could make a I, I, I speak now in the name of the choreographer uh, for example we have a choreography from Kozara uh, where is shown the traditional song that is made many many years ago uh, where the mother lo- lose their sons in the war uh, she of course cries because of that but after that the dance starts again after her crying and it shows how our people survived the hard times and uh, we didn't uh, only stood on the crying, crying, but we continued and we fight further. Uh, of course, there are some very positive uh, choreographies like weddings uh, types and something like that, how it was done in that time. Uh, when you couldn't just uh, arrange your girl on your own, but you had to go to ask her father <laughs> for her hand. Sometimes you are rejected, sometimes you are accepted. Uh, but the, the thing is, definitely every choreo- choreography has its story. Uh, and the year before this uh, COVID situation, we made an interesting concert at the National Theatre at the end of the year. Uh, second part of the concert was made like... Uh, no stops be, uh, besides the, the, the choreographies. Be- we make it like some collage, as we say. Uh, it, the second part of the concert was about 50 minutes uh, long, and we make it like uh, from like by the regions of the Republic of Srpska. We start by one uh, region, of course not the co- complete choreography, the part of the choreography, when the people dance first, they just go outside of the of the stage, but the other stage and the other region, uh, other costumes, our other songs came along and continues for uh, for to keep all the, the, the uh, to show all the regions. Uh, 
uh, with different steps, with different tradition, with different costumes. That was one very, uh, how to say, uh, rich part uh, of uh, our uh, performing. And it's uh, if you want to see it, you, it's possible to find it on the YouTube channel of our ensemble. Uh, I think it's it's. Uh, uh, 50 minutes of good used time to, to, to see that uh, it shows much more difference without speaking of the speaker you, uh, the, the dances and the songs show the difference and the uh, di- difference of the tradition of this country going back to the Banyaluka ethno days there was um, a guest ensemble from Sarajevo that turned up not wearing, I, I was, I, I will be honest, I was shocked. I thought, what is this? Ball gowns, gentlemen dressed uh, as they would have done in the start of the 20th century. Yeah. A bit of a waltz, a bit of a collo, a bit of a mishmash, to be honest, for me. Um, and I turned around to the people that were with me and I, I said, what is this? And they went, haven't got a clue, never seen this before. Um, then I'm looking through your YouTube channel and I'm going, hang on. They're, they're doing the same. Now, I need the expert to explain to me so I can explain to other people. From my outsider's point of view, it looked like it was a combination of traditional folklore and an import of Austro-Hungarian culture, and the two had fused together. Am I right? Am I wrong? Uh, you you could be a uh, you could cooperate with our ensemble as, <laughs> as a very uh, merely professional uh, in in this area. Uh, you said it exactly as as you should. Uh, there was an influence, of course, in that type of in that part of our history of uh, some. Austro-Hungarian dances, let's say we say this here. It's very often to hear uh, to hear uh, Vienna dance or Vienna sings uh, from, from Vienna. Actually, yes. The, the, um, in that period, was uh, as we had, uh, of course, years after that, some uh, influence of the of the Western uh, culture. Uh, this type of dances, as we saw, we, we call them uh, city dances, like dances from the city. Uh, you can say that uh, that is a part of our tradition. That is just a moment uh, when uh, somebody uh, thought that's interesting to keep alive, and that was at the maybe King's uh, Ball or something like that in that period. And we don't have too much of these uh, choreographies. Maybe one choreography, every ensemble has one choreography because you don't have some special type of steps that you can make five or six choreographies. It's not that rich as our culture and our uh, types of, of uh, choreographies. Uh, it stood on our repertoire also, as you said, you saw that from the colleagues of Sarajevo, uh, with some differences, but not too much differences, of course, beside the steps, because it's not, it's a foreign. Actually, it's a foreign. We accepted that in some type of... Uh, uh, in some period, actually, of... of uh, Would we... I'm going to interrupt here. Yeah. W- would that actually have happened in somewhere like the Bansky Dvor back in the day? Would it? Sorry. Would they actually have danced something like that in in the Bansky Dvor all yeah. those all those decades ago? Uh, yes, they they would. They would. The Bansky Dvor is a good environment of, uh, for that. You said it well, because the Bansky Dvor is made in that period when that was uh, popular. Let's say. Of course, I think here it came from 
or from Zagreb or from Belgrade as a big centers in that period of uh, Kraljevina Yugoslavia. Uh, but the cultural center of Banski Dvor is uh, very often a good environment to perform these dances and we do it. We do it in some special occasions when there are some, um, hmm, how to explain that, uh, balls or, or, or special uh, uh, political happenings or meetings or something like that where they don't want to see traditional dances, which I think it's wrong. I think that we should show the traditional but they say, okay, we want to be <laughs> uh, Mr. and Mrs. on a high level. Uh, we don't quite like to be uh, village people. And okay, sometimes we dance that. Uh, we don't use it very often, to be honest to say, because I don't think that's uh, our tradition. Even we have that on our repertoire for 30 or 40 years. But it's not by some village from Bosnia and Herzegovina. It came maybe from Austria or from Hungary. I, accept, I accept that and I uh, respect that. But I think the most important thing for us is uh, to, to uh, show the, the, to the world uh, the 90% of uh, our repertoire that we have from, from uh, west to the south uh, of our country. You mentioned earlier about um, things have changed now. Um, love it or hate it, social media has had a massive impact on the way that we consume um, uh, information. And it's providing obstacles now, uh, especially... Uh, as far as culture is concerned. Um, we were talking a little earlier uh, uh, over some domestic coffee here um, about s- some of the challenges. What do you think for people like you, not only across Bosnia-Herzegovina but across the region that work with ensembles, what are the, the challenges now that you face? You did mention that maybe one way is to professionalise um, folklore is that the way forward or, or do you f- think there might be another way of keeping this culture rich and at the forefront of people's minds instead of as a secondary thought uh, that's very often question to say uh, even uh, which, I, which I ask myself first of all uh, what how it will be in the future, what is the future of this job. Uh, of course, uh, there is a reason why the situation is not so good as it used to be. Uh, first of all, uh, some uh, law, let's say, or laws uh, are not made uh, good enough to take care about this uh, area, uh, which we try to change in this period. Uh, the thing is that uh, in the beginning you had maybe five or ten or ten ensembles that were good enough. Uh, then you have situation if two dancers uh, make arguing with their choreographer or with the director of the ensemble, they say, "Oh, I won't be a part anymore. I go to make a new one," uh, and they go and to make new one. And through the years, uh, there, are, there, there appeared a lot of ensembles very easily, you know. So uh, that wasn't positive enough because the budget was the same, but the number of the ensembles are using it uh, uh, increased. Uh, so uh, for me, uh, the best way to keep the representative ensemble is to make the professional ensemble. 
There are many reasons for that. If you make at least one professional ensemble, of course you have one top ensemble, which is there is no doubt about the quality and the keeping tradition. But after that, you can use those people uh, to be hired in the other uh, ensembles that are not professional, but they will bring uh, part of the professional uh, job to these uh, smaller ensembles. Uh, and the other, uh, as we mentioned, uh, it, it should be arranged with, with the ministries of the culture and the, and the uh, school, yeah, uh, to make at least uh, one once a week to have a class at the schools of the of the tradition topic. Let's say about that. Um, so I think the best way for the future is to me to make one one at least one republican ensemble, uh, but to support these that are not. Repu- uh, I mean, uh, which are smaller groups, to uh, support them at the right way. But the, it's very important to make the low. Uh, on that way that it's not possible so easy to make the new ensemble you know you shouldn't just lead it to 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 appear every day new one that's the problem uh, I hope it will be uh, finished in some moment in next few years we are trying to do that and uh, uh, I think we will succeed finally as I look around all these cups medals trophies it's quite it's, it's very, very impressive, Nemanja. You cannot see everything because some of them are... <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Um, finally, when you come to work every day, when you've finished a hard evening's work, seeing the ensemble performing on stage and everybody's been clapped and they're exhausted because, yeah, it is a very, very physical activity... Yeah. Your mind must, like most people, just wander off into a dream of, wow, this is what I want to achieve next. This is where I want to be in 10 years. Where do you want to be in 10 years? Well, I I made some steps in five years, in 10 years and 15 years. (laughs) Of course, uh, uh, for me... uh, the target is when I leave from one day when I leave Maslesha I don't know if it will happen in 5 or 10 years or 20 years maybe before my retirement but uh, my task is to uh, make something uh, after myself that wasn't here when I came here uh, to be honest completely for me uh, the greatest task would be uh, to make the professional ensemble, or at least half professional, which is also po- possible, possible uh, professional ensemble after I leave, after I leave or retire or something like that. Because uh, Maslesha is the most successful ensemble because we always were thinking about, I want to leave something after after me here. We were not like, okay, I will do something for my own uh, usage, you know. No, I just want to be as much as possible professional to keep everything we, we built until now, but to make a new step uh, and a new task for somebody who will come after me. Uh, I really hope that will be possible to make my uh, target or, or dream true. I would be very, very proud of myself uh, if my name would be 
remembered here in this uh, in the history of this ensemble as uh, somebody who made a big big thing for the ensembles as some success uh, some people before me because this ensemble wasn't like this from its beginning it was steps and steps and years of building it and everybody had his own era let's say in ensembles because people who were working here they were not here like uh, one or two years they were mostly like 10 15 20 uh, you met Mr. Luca Medar he was like I, I like to say he's Mr. he's Sir Alex Ferguson of Masters <laughs> <laughs> he is for 26 years here he was here for 26 years and made great things of course and even in the tough period of the war uh, we were not we, we never stopped working we, we always were working uh, so uh, one day I want to 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 leave after myself uh, half professional or completely professional ensemble. So, that's it for this episode. Our podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you like this podcast, then please do leave us a review or send us an email. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe giving us a tip or becoming a member of our podcast family. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it. To find out more about us and where we live, why not check out our blog at anenglishmaninthebalkans.com.